Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 81 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for being here. It's all about getting you off the sofa and on the saddle. So I hope that podcast helps you achieve that. I know it definitely is helping some people with the reviews and stuff I've been getting. So thanks so much for doing that, guys, and letting me know. It is awesome to hear that the podcast is helping you guys get out on bikes and enjoy yourself and get out in nature. It is really, really cool. Now, I want to get straight into today's episode because last week, if you tuned in, it was me of Baxter and I've had an unbelievable response from that episode. Maeve is such a legend in the MTB Irish racing scene and um, we're going to get into part two now. Last week was only part one so I would suggest if you haven't heard that episode go back and have a listen to that and how Maeve got started and the fun times with her brother and how they made padding out of old camping mattresses and stuff like that it was absolutely awesome so we're going to jump straight into part number two now and uh, we chat about how Maeve has become known as the Dr Fox at the Red Bull Fox Hunt we chat about how this came about and the responsibilities that Maeve has there and uh, how she helps riders and stuff stay safe on the trails and she's some good tips for you and for me and for everybody that's riding trails and what we should carry in our bags and how to keep people safe on the trails we chat about her 2018 season she kind of reviews that for us and how she felt she got on what was happening and um her up and coming competitors as well things are changing a wee bit and uh, may have chats about that we also chat about how much gym time may have put in which will probably surprise you and uh, how may have works out her crazy race schedule we chat about that we chat about what she's planned for this year and um, it's just another awesome, awesome episode. And I'm so glad that Maeve has come on the podcast. She's such a cool girl. And um, I know you guys are loving hearing her story and, and hearing back in the day about what's happening. So let's get on with it. Let's get into part two. And let's welcome Maeve back onto the MTB Tribe podcast. Now, I want to chat to you a wee bit about uh, the Red Bull Fox Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the flying doctor there. Mm, not officially though <laughs> not officially well no yeah so i'm not officially there as a doctor i'm there as a kind of a, a rolling marshal who can pick people up right so <laughs> what's your title is it dr fox or something you're called I, or? yeah this one this is this, this came out of somewhere i don't know who named me that doctor yeah there's someone who said dr fox and so this was hilarious in my house they just thought you know this was this was mad you know there's there's me up to her old tricks of having a nickname another nickname mm-hmm. but um yeah, so, yeah, no, Fox Hunt was just, so it's just kind of, I suppose it was just to have somebody that was, God, I've done it a good few years now. So somebody on a bike who's kind of constantly moving. So between either being able to spot somebody on the ground mm-hmm. or um, being able to spot, say, you know, that there was something wrong with the trail or, you know, just just basically call stuff. Because you'd, you'd find, like, Fox Hunt's a mad race and there's a lot of yeah. people. And it's 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 very very well run, um, and the, the medics are, you know, you've got so you've got high end paramedic trained um, uh, medics that are there, 
mm-hmm. all in the radio system and all the rest. But at the end of the day, you've got whatever length that the Fox Hunt track is with, what, 400 people? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, at times you're just sitting there kind of going. Like, there was one of the runs this year. And I think, like, literally I went from one guy with, you know, a, a big gash in his elbow who was telling me that he was fine and didn't need stitches to, you know, another guy with a broken wrist to another guy with a broken mm. collarbone. It was literally just kind of, and it was just kind of going, being able to kind of relay to the medics, look at, there's a guy here who's done this and he, he, you know, he can, he can walk out or, you know, thankfully I never really, I'm trying to think. Yeah. And the, the only thing was, um, Sasha, uh, Sasha had a horrible crash two years ago, was it up at the top? Um, and, uh, literally I, I'd, I'd only gone back up to do another run and Sasha's, you know, on the ground unconscious and you're just like, Oh mm. Christ. But, uh, she, she, she was fine after that, but it was just kind of, I suppose it's just that sort of stuff is, mm-hmm. is kind of where, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm more there as a marshal and a, an assist to the, the guys that are getting paid as opposed to, um, officially being there as a doctor going, Oh yes, no, going to do this and going, you know, mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. I just, are, I just handed them over. <laughs> yeah. But you are, you're racing. You're in the race. No, 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 no. Oh, I, right. I okay. Race. No, no, no. I didn't, I don't race at all. No. So I basically do. So on, on the practice day, I just keep doing laps and just keep kind of keeping an eye out that there's no kind of problem areas or to know that there's nobody lying on the side of the track. And then on race day, I basically am the last woman down the hill to just to make sure that there's nobody has crashed off in, into the side somewhere. It's a very hard job well, to do, well. actually. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I would say it is. I would say it's difficult. Um, and especially with that mass start, like that's just chaos. It's nuts. It's nuts. Like, and, and, and then, you know, I, you know, I'm really bad at recognizing people. And like this year, um, there's one of the lads took an awful crash. And like, he just was, he was so, so pale and white. And I was like, oh my God, he's done something serious here. You know, and I was kind of going, stay calm, stay calm and trying to keep him calm and then trying to keep him warm and kind of mm. radio and the medics going, lads, we've got a crash already. And like, this was what, 20 seconds into the actual oh. actual race. And you're just going, yeah, we have a guy down and he needs, he needs, you know, he, he, he ain't walking off by himself. Now that being said, he actually did, by the time the medics got there in their buggy, he'd started to come to a bit. And, uh, you know, I think, I think he just had a, a lot of bruising and, and got away with any major, mm-hmm. major internal injuries. But yeah, that was, that was a, a, an interesting one. Yeah. So from your experience doing that, can you give us as riders any tips or anything like that that mm. we can do when we find ourselves in a tricky situation lying off the side of a trail. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the, the big the big thing I would say to people is everybody should have a space blanket in their bag. The the it it the one thing I would say from, you know, being at different accidents and and you know, being with somebody is it takes a long time to get people out. So mm-hmm. if you if you can't get out yourself, it takes a long time for you know, ambulance or anybody else to get to you. So the person who is injured gets cold really, really, really quickly. So I would absolutely, I carry a space blanket. I think everybody should carry a space blanket mm-hmm. um, just to make sure you can make some sort of effort to keep in them warm. 
Um, I think phones are important now. I think it's. I think you should be riding with your phone, you know, so that you can call for help if there's trouble. Yeah. Um, the the big thing is actually, and you know, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but I suppose the the, the big thing is is kind of finding out if the rider can actually walk or move themselves because. The reality is, is most people need to try and get their ass off themselves because by the time mountain rescue or, you know, at, at most occasions you're not, you know, even a helicopter getting to you, mm-hmm. it's still going to be hours, you yeah. know. So if you can, if you can, you know, splint whatever it is and, and, and you know, help the person walk out and, and get them to help, um, you know, that's, that's, I think that's where I'd be kind of going. I think, you know, think about what's in your pack. So like um, inner tubes, you know, they'll, they'll act as a as a, a bandage. They'll act as a sling. Um, you know, they'll act as a splint if you needed it. Um, I was, I, I, I carry, so the other two things, you know, you don't want to carry, you don't want to be carrying, I you know, I used to carry loads of first aid stuff with me and it all ends up getting soggy and, and mucky. Yeah. But um, steri strips, paper stitches are worth carrying. And then a wee... Um, uh, a wee kind of um, plastic vial of saline or water, so you can so you can clean out a cut. You know, so the most things people, most injuries people do. Like thankfully, big injuries are really rare, and that's what people need to remember. Like the big, big nasty broken necks, head injuries, are, they're they're rare occurrences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what is common is 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 cuts and 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 you know broken collarbones. So, um, mm-hmm. the you know having a bit of a bit of you know sterile st- sterile water sterile saline just to to flush out a cut you know it because when the person hit, hurts himself initially you know they're they've got that adrenaline rush yeah. so you can squirt a load of water into it or a load of saline <laughs> get, the, get the dirt out of it you know when when they're not you know it's already they're already screaming at you anyway so you might as well give it a good clean out because you know a cleaner cut is the more likely it is you know it's going to be simple to stitch up and it's going to heal mm-hmm. up if if somebody goes goes into hospital, you know, and they you know, yeah, they they get back on their bike and they cruise back to the car, then they get into hospital and it's three hours later, and then like they're only a cut, so you're going to be triaged and you might be sitting along with three hours. So six hours down the line, you've got this big dirty cut that started to to go gunky and 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 heal by you know, mm-hmm. clot up by itself. You know, the nurses are going to be at you with a with a scrubbing brush, you know, so you might oh. as well try and. Sorry, <laughs> you know, so it's 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 definitely well worth trying to get the the dirt out of it, and especially like we're 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 in mountains and stuff like that there. So, you know, the sheep shite and everything, you know. So mm. get get all that crap out of it, and and you know, for the sake of you know being a bit queasy for a couple of minutes, you know, it's it's well worth it. And then you know, try and just gently close it over with 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 strips, and then you know maybe just get a. Do you know, but like something like a buff or something, like, you know, if you've, you know, something, yeah. that, you know, you've got something just, just something to keep it covered over, you know, stop any major bleeding, um, you know, and then, and then, you know, go get it, go get it stitched up. Um, what else? Um, collarbones, wrists, stuff like that. Um, I always say to people, like, we're, we're made with two of most things. So if you're not mm-hmm. sure, just compare it to the other side. Do you know, so somebody's kind of, yeah, if they look wonky, then they're probably, you know, so, yeah. so shoulders and collarbones, like people generally know. They know themselves what they've broken, but if you're in doubt, just look at them and and you, you can you can figure it out. And and the rule of thumb is is if something's broken, try and stabilize it. So try and stop it flapping around the place, and and yeah. you know that that will allow people to to get out and and you know get to the hospital. 
Well, you know, I had a, I had a similar situation to you. I broke my collarbone on a ride. Yeah. And I was kind of at the back of the pack because I was fixing my seat. And I thought I had just straightened my neck. I came off and I thought I'd straightened my neck. And I was like, oh, oh right. straightened my neck. For a sec. I rode on for another hour and a half. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was getting worse. And I thought, man, that strained really bad. <laughs> did you not and, Did you not notice the creaking sign, No. No, it didn't. And um, I'm in Malta at the minute, right? So it's okay. it's like... It's like a big, massive rock garden, basically. Yeah. Um, and we were out, and it was super warm, and I had loads of water, so my backpack was really heavy. And then we stopped to go for a swim, right. and I took my backpack off, and I, oh, I just right. felt, and I really, I really struggled to get it off, and I thought I have done more than just tear something, or, you know, what I mean, thinking I've torn a ligament or so, I, something like that, and I says to federico who was there i said fed look look at my is my shoulders look any different to you and he just went as white as a ghost <laughs> and then so he says no i i think uh don't be swimming i think i uh, go to the hospital instead <laughs> <laughs> so i had to ride another half hour to get back to the car oh um, my god but isn't it amazing the adrenaline because it was probably the adrenaline uh, with the heavy backpack, being in a new location, yeah. not really knowing where I was going, all those things just played a part. And then when I kind of settled down and, you know, we stopped for a break and whatever, 10 minutes after I realized I'd hurt me, you know, I'd done something pretty mm. major, I felt sick. I just, I was starting yeah. to shake, all that kind of started to come. And Good then I was okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it was okay 10 minutes later, you know, but, um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, isn't it? That things yeah. like that. And I suppose your collarbone's quite. It's quite a. You know, most mountain bikers will have some kind of injury, injury like that. Yeah, it's a fairly common one. And you mm. know, and I suppose the other thing there is is kind of you know a lot of the time you, you do need to kind of go with that adrenaline. So if somebody else is with you and they fall and they do something like that, you kind of need to go with that little bit of adrenaline to get them out and and somewhere safe. You know, uh, you know, and obviously like. You know, you always say common sense isn't so common sometimes, but, you know, obviously if you're worried that they've got a neck injury or back injury, well, in that situation, you know, you have to kind of make yeah. them stay still and, and get them to stop. But, you know, in, in those scenarios, a lot of the time it's kind of like if you're if you're fairly confident that, look, at they've, they've, you know, one of my mates, like he, he uh, he'd a broken foot, he had a horrible crash, he'd broken foot and a broken jaw. Oh, and what? literally, but we made him like we let this is over in Wales, and like I feel horrible to this day, but like it was pretty much you, you got to keep going till we get to where we can we can you know get a car to you and get you out to the hospital, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but he was able to because it's kind of one of those sort of things of all right, okay, well you know it's either that or it's sitting here for three hours to you know for yeah. you know an ambulance or you know, mountain rescue. And even like, even if mountain rescue get to you and you can walk, mountain rescue are going to make you walk, you know, because that's, again, that's much faster than trying to carry somebody. So, um, you know, maybe I'm giving all the wrong advice and there's, there's <laughs> you know, adventure, there's, you know, adventure medics or, or outdoor medics going, Oh my God, she's going to have people killed. But you know, that, that one of my things is, is, is people get, people get cold so quickly yeah, and yeah. it's keeping them warm. And if you have to get help, make sure you call for help and call for help you know, sooner, you know, don't, don't be pissing around, kind of going, oh, I think that, oh, maybe, or don't want to annoy the mountain rescue, you know, in that scenario, phone, 
phone nine 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 and 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 get it like you'll even you'll get advice from the the mm-hmm. ones on the it's end good. of the phone it's as good well. Good point. Yeah, good point. Do you know? So even if it is a case of you know, look at he's broken his arm and he's broken his leg and you know he doesn't look so great. You know they're on the other end of the phone going, okay, this is what to check for. Do you know, mm-hmm. and they've got they have a list on a computer in front of them, and they're telling you check for this, check for this, check for this, and it just calms everything down. It calms the person down, calms you down, and, and allows you to then plan and you know and get out of there. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. No, all good advice, and I think it's something because I think as mountain bikers we kind of well, some people might not kind of heed you know injury and stuff like that but i think generally we're quite good with it you know we wear knee pads we wear helmets yeah we're generally quite good you know i don't think we take crazy risks do we no we don't no and like when you look at like the stats aren't all that bad like you know the the, we don't have terror you know touch wood now you know obviously but you know as 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 a general sport we're actually not the worst like road bikes do much better more damage than you know they 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 go playing with cars and stuff you know 20 other riders you know but you know mountain bikers we tend to and and there's definitely a a sea change like a couple of years ago there was you know it's like oh body armors you know only for, mm-hmm. for you know beginners and you shouldn't wear body armor and oh full face helmets oh you're such a wuss you know whereas now it's like you know ews everybody has to wear a full face helmet you know mm-hmm. every, every and you'll see so many more riders now you know wearing like a switchblade or a you know full face enduro helmet and many more riders are wearing you know knee pads elbow pads gloves you know that sort of bravado of oh i don't need pads and pads only restrict my movement is is yeah. nonsense like yeah in my exactly. opinion <laughs> exactly now uh we're getting on a wee bit in time i don't want to keep you much longer but you had um, a really good racing season last season 2018 do you want to tell us a wee bit about it 2000 what happened in 2000 oh yeah <laughs> you had five I event remember. wins i think for a start <laughs> I get, oh my god I, I actually can't did I, I i don't know that i did did i do that well um i i definitely won i can tell you i so so i changed from downhill to enduro because uh i just the downhill was going mad you know there was an awful lot more risk and i just couldn't mm-hmm. i was injuring myself too much so i changed over to the enduro and last year i got um I definitely so I won the I won my first ever Southern uh, the the gravity um, the gravity enduro I won my first ever one down there, um, which was very cool and um, I was second over there in the series and then in the Vitus up here I missed one and won two did I win two? I don't I think that's wrong I don't think I won five. I don't right, think. Okay. Well, we'll go with that anyway. We'll go with I'll that. Go, yeah, Just go with I, that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Three's good. Three's good. And then I was, yeah, second overall in the Southern, in the Gravity Enduro and, and second overall in the Vitus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had, some, I had some really tight racing last year. Like, I had a few races where it was literally either less than a second or two seconds between me and Michelle or, or me and Hannah. It was just mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Yeah, for 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 like twenty minutes of racing, it's just nuts to be within a second or two seconds. Yeah. Somebody, it's just crazy. It is, but it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome to see. Oh, it's it's, it's mad now that the the girls are just really pushing on. There's a there's a real uh, there's a real drive. Like you know, Leah Monsell wasn't out a huge amount last year because she was doing her leaving cert exams. Um, so uh, 
I kind of had her off my back for a little while. <laughs> Michelle Muldoon is just so focused and, you know, she's someone who's, you know, came into mountain biking much later and has just been so dedicated, so focused. So mm-hmm. like, and she, she went off to, it was, it was Slovenia. She won her, she won the EWS in Slovenia. Like that's just, that's just insane dedication. But, you know, yeah. she's, she, she trains her ass off. She watches what she eats. She's, she's, she's what, she's what a re- good racer should be. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've got Hannah Harvey's coming in, uh, absolutely blasting off you know those jumps in Tullymore that I was going no no I'm going around those they're just way too big and she's just going why aren't you jumping them I'm just like oh here (laughs) (laughs) it's just you know it's just this whole other it's gone to this whole other level now and like Mm. you know and you've got you know 30 girls racing enduro in in, amazing it's it's just yeah it's absolutely nuts now it's it's cool you know but the fact then you've got races with 350 people at them in Ireland is just it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, I'm getting Robert on the show and it'll probably be released between now and then and between now and when this one comes out with yourself. Yeah. But um yeah, we're chatting about stuff like that. And I think the Irish scene is just amazing now. We're so blessed with what we have. You know, you look you look at Greg, Greg Callahan, you know, going out winning EWS, you know, j- just amazing. You've got Keelan Grant out there now as well, mm-hmm. riding with Nuke Proof. You've got, uh, what do you call him, Davis? Oh, my names are terrible now. Garth, but like, you know, um, Gareth Davis. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I racing the world circuit and making a name for themselves. You know, it's just, you know, and then you have Jacob Dixon racing the downhill. It's just, ah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob Dixon, I will always remember him being a little kid and he uh, doing uplift. He was, they were doing uplifts in Restrever. I was racing downhill, you know, and uh, had a big tear in my jersey. And he just turns <laughs> to me and he said, you know, you, you should really stop crashing. You're ruining your jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and he was only like five, I'd say. He was in with Nico just, do, you know, sitting in the front of the van doing uplifts. And I'm just like, oh, you little fecker now. Look at you. Uh-huh. You know, third uh-huh. third uh-huh. At world races, you know, it's just nuts. Yeah. It's amazing. Are you attending the uh, Dirty Dames? I actually am going to miss that one. Um, right. It just it. It's it's as much just the we've been doing a lot of the local stuff and the Edfest and stuff like that that I'm just uh, I'm a bit tired at the minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to fix everything in, but yeah, no, it's it's some race and it's it's been growing year to year to year. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's cool because we're chatting to Robert and there's so many events now. Like you would have to you'd have to be able to split yourself in two for a start. Uh, yeah. To, to, to attend all these events and every weekend between really now or very soon and the end of the summer would be completely gone yeah funny that's i was just doing that there this evening i was just filling in my calendar going you know when all the races are because you you know it's you're you're starting to get like you know for me it's kind of the on-call rota is coming out so it's Mm -hmm. like you know when when do i need because you need a swap if you're going to swap you need a swap way ahead of time and i'm just kind of going oh my god weekend after weekend after weekend is is racing 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 and then Mm -hmm. you know our local club then like we're doing Tuesday night series so we're organizing that you know and it's you know if there's just something you know if you wanted to you could just you could just you know live eat breathe mountain biking for the entire summer yeah it's <sighs> if you got a, a sponsor that would pay for you for <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, you see that this is that and you know again 
we we chat we chat about that in the podcast and about the, the the cost of this doing everything you know so you've obviously planned beforehand kind of where you're going to race what races you're going to attend yeah well i try to yeah yeah and and you know try and then work everything around the races that are on yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you, you know you're kind of hoping you're like i'm hoping to get there's pretty much there's only one the Ballinastow, the first of the gravity enduros that i'm going to miss but the plan is to try and get to everything else so all of the Ballinastow, all of the gravity enduro and all of the vitus mm-hmm. um so yeah it just you know when you start filling in the calendar it's like right so Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you're you're going back to work on a Monday for a rest, like. Aye, I know it's nuts. And will you do any training? Will you do any kind of gym stuff or anything word. like that? <laughs> no, mountain bikers <laughs> all go to the gym now. <laughs> I am the worst person. If you say that word to me, I just I, I'm like, I'll go out and See, ride a bike. That's old school. That's the old school coming through. Oh, I'm so I like my husband. He tries to get me to train. I go to yoga. I go to yoga once a week, and that kind of stops me from getting totally stiff. Um, and it, it's actually a lot of. She does a lot of core and and strength work in that. And then no, it's just it's just trying to get out my bike. Like you know, I ultimately bought a house beside a forest, so you know, I'm I'm I can pretty much go out out the door if yeah. I'm if I'm so inclined. But yeah, it, when it comes to training for me, I just the thoughts of going into gym and counting reps and. I know I should, but I don't. I'm really yeah. bad. You yeah, know, training, just... training, training's old school. Like Glenn, myself and Glenn used to train together before going to the worlds, and like he basically used to get he, every so. You know, we'd go to we'd go to Bigwood, say, and he'd go right. I'll give you a 15 second head head start, and I'd basically try and race down the trail as fast as I could, knowing that Glenn O'Brien was coming after me in 15 seconds, <laughs> and then he'd be roaring and shouting and, you know, making all sorts of noises just to, you know, to make me focus and try and mm-hmm. race, but that's about as good as I get. I'm really bad. I'm really, really bad. Yeah, and I think, you know, with the talent nowadays, that's a major difference. All these all these kids go to the gym. They have all yeah. these off-season routines and they're eating the right stuff and they're yeah. resting right and they're mentally focused and it's just a different level now really it's isn't a it? whole yeah and like you know I, I was talking to michelle muldoon about this and she's a she's a pe teacher but like so last year you know her she just had a whole she had a whole training program for the entire winter and you know she was gymming three times a week she had a diet plan she had you know uh route plans and all for for the bikes and everything you know mm-hmm. she was so and and it pays off you know she won the gravity enduro last year she won mm-hmm. an ews but like the difference there is is you know she's got the you know she, she's got like power and stamina whereas you know i i'm going on my you know i'm going on, <laughs> on my on my i suppose my experience i suppose mm-hmm. is what you would call it you know so so give me a trail that's kind of pointing more downhill and steeper and i'm probably going to be all right on it put mm-hmm. a bit of a climb into it somewhere and you know i lose 10 seconds easy gone because i just i don't train <laughs> yeah yeah it's it makes a huge difference and these guys just train for everything now don't they you know it's it's just so physically demanding the enduros now it's like it's yeah and and you know even even the the irish rounds have become so much more they're longer they're you know they're they are more physically demanding they're, they're more technical like you know when when they started at first you know they were, they were very tamed down and you know trying to make it inclusive for everybody and now it's like 
like with Strever last year, for example, it was each of those trails would have been a downhill day a downhill race in in my downhill racing days. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they were yeah. full on. You know, and then and and you'd get to the bottom of it, and then you had a pedal for twenty seconds. You know, along a, a flat bit of XE track or something. You know, so you know you do you do need to have the the power and the and the stamina for it. And you know, if you want to, I think now if you if you want to make your mark in the world, you have to you have to dedicate yourself to it. Yeah. Um, and I've, I have a lot of respect for for the people that can do it because yeah, I'm just too lazy. <laughs> Hi. Well, that's you know, that's the I, way it I is. have to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, that's just right. That's just right. Uh, you like these guys are dedicating their whole life to it, and you know, at the end of the day, it's not something that's got a lot of money in it either. You know, no. they're not they're not millionaires off the back of it. They're not driving Ferraris. Um, no. They just do it for the love of the thing. Well, that's it, you know, and, and as long as you remember, I think, you know, that's my big thing. I need to remember that you know, I do this for my hobby, for my, you know, mental sanity and, and for the love of it and for the fun of it. And and if I ever get to the point where it's like, oh, my God, this is too serious. And, you know, I'm nearly puking, brushing my teeth because I'm so nervous. You know, I have to cop myself on and go, you know, this this isn't why you're doing this. It's not, you know, your 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 lifestyle does not depend on, on you mm-hmm. racing, you know. Yeah. Now that being true. said, you know you've got the likes of Greg and Keelan now, and they're, you know, they're essentially professional athletes, and they have to, you know, they have to put in the, the time and the effort because it is their income, it's it's their job. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. and that's how things have changed, I suppose. Yeah. You know, definitely. Big change. Yeah. Well, none of them, some... none of them are cutting up, uh, cutting up foam <laughs> foam mats for body armor. I'll tell you that much. No, say what. <laughs> I would say no, unless it's me, unless it's made by one hundred percent or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Uh, so, if there's any young girls, kind of with your experience, Maeve, and everything else uh, we've chatted about here, if there's some young girls looking to get into mountain biking, what advice would you give them? How's the best way to start? Ooh, Jesus, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I think I think get into a club. You know, I th- I used to be kind of very. Um, uh, not against clubs, but I used to think, oh, I'll do it on my own and all the rest. But there's there's lots of really really good clubs, and and you know I'm going to talk, but you know, Kilcullen, the club that I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, they are brilliant for getting getting juniors out, getting young people out. Um, what advantage know, so, does a club give give somebody like that? So you've got you've got so generally what you've got there is you've got um, pe- generally parents of of kids who they want to get into biking, so they know what they're at. You know, they'll, they'll give good advice. You know, the likes of, you know, if you're young, you're going to grow out of bikes very quickly. So so kids' bikes, you know, they, they, they get sold in between, um, you know, it, you know, so, a, you know, a, a seven-year-old can sell their bike to a five-year-old sort of mm-hmm. thing and move on to the yeah. next one. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, they, they organize sort of little training camps and it'll, like, say, uh, the, you know, the, my own experience, say, with Cucullin is, is um, the guys there, they run the club beside um, their bike shop, and and they've got like a, a that's it's the bike station in Dundalk, and they have a little like green area beside. They've got a little track around, and they have they have club evenings, and you know basically then they're you know you've all sorts of kids and all sorts of bikes, and they're in a safe small area and a safe environment. Mm-hmm. So you know there's not a huge investment into a bike from the get go. You see, you know they can just go out and ride and mess around and. You know, I think for girls, 
you know, I definitely think it's gotten better that, you know, it's no, it's no more, there still is a bit of the, oh, it's a boy sport. There is, there definitely is that there. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, my niece is seven and she still gets that, you know, she, she got it off her teacher, you know, oh, you might as well talk to the boys about it. The girls aren't interested, but, oh, um, oh, I was very cross, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not as, you know, why not? Like, you know, and, you know, young girls are just as good as the young lads, so they can, they, they all race together. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be kind of be put off by that. And then, um, you know, or, or, or certainly then you've got like, you know, in Restrever, you've Clockmore Extreme, you know, he's, he's brilliant by all accounts for um, getting, getting young ones out, uh, riding around basic trails in Restrever, you know, Castle Wellen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, do, I don't really go up to Dav and stuff like that, but, you know, the trail centres have been super for getting younger people out and they don't have yeah. to have super duper bikes, you know, as long as they've got, you know, brakes that are working and helmets and gloves and, you know, just to go for it. And then, you know, I'd be sort of saying, you know, get into a club, do, you know, go riding with, with you know, just like-minded people and, and you know, kind of progress on that way and not necessarily get into racing straight off. You know, it's, it's a... Uh, Racing's a lot of commitment and it is, you know, quite daunting, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe, you know, start doing club races and, you know, or maybe, you know, you've got a few, a few of your friends or, you know, just have little timed runs between yourself. And, uh, and I think it's just, it's kind of going, look at, you know, for young people, for young girls, for young boys, I think it's all about, you know, having the crack, you know, doing the same thing over and over again so that you, you learn to like, you know, learning to, to manual, learning to bunny hop, you know, learning to corner. And and the kids will do the same thing over and over again quite happily because that's what kids do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just, you know, so kind of maybe getting in with a group and, you know, just having a bit of fun with it. And yeah, that would be my, my take on the whole thing. Yeah. It's great advice. I think, um, you know, and be in that environment with other like-minded people and like-minded kids, and um, yeah, yeah, certainly. And 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 you know, and, and and parents who maybe have a bit of experience and things like that there. You know, it's you know, there's, you, know you find you know, there's a lot of stuff gets handed around. You know, so you know, kids grow out of knee pads, and you know, sure, they just mm. hand it over to somebody else, and they're they're you know, they do the job, and they're you know, they've got the gear then, and you know, they can just you know have a bit of crack, but. You know, I don't. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a bit averse to kids getting racing too early. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of gets puts the the wrong influence on it or the wrong focus yeah. on it, as opposed to. You know, it's amazing to see the young ones. You know, you know, doing little bunny hops over stuff or bunny hopping over a rock, and you know, just loving the fact that they're doing that. And uh, there's a young lad out with us actually last weekend, and. You know, riding, he was out here in Ravensdale with us, riding everything blind, just literally following one of the lads in and just having the crack, you know. And, <laughs> you know, he was he was super and it's just, you know, he was so loose on the bike. You know, he didn't get stressed. He wasn't being, you know, nobody was shouting at him to ride something better or, you know, do that again. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, if he fell off, you know, it was just like, all right, Grant, get up on your bike again. Off you go. Class is yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Now, before I let you go, um, have you anything else planned regarding mountain biking in the near future? Any trips or anything like that? Anything cool? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we've a finale booked for Easter um, and then summer holidays are hopefully Europe. Try mm-hmm. and get to, yeah, try and take the ferry across to Europe, go go France, down into Italy, 
you know, get uh, get a few spots around there, go do a nice bit of riding. We were yeah. at Finale last, Finale Ligura is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's just sunshine, pizza, pasta, riding your bikes all day until your arms are falling off. And yeah, can hard be, to can beat. Be hard to beat, hard to beat is right, yeah. Um, but yeah, living the life, I think, living the dream. As long as I can keep doing it, that's the main thing. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> so, um, how can people best get in contact and keep up to date with you and, and what you've got going on and stuff? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm very bad. I'm probably my best is Instagram. Uh, and that's just me of Baxter on, on Instagram. Um, I'll try and improve my, my uh, profile <laughs> a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the best bit. Um, Cullen Off Road is our uh, club page. So if people are interested, it's it you, you just request to, to become a member to that and that'll mm-hmm. kind of keep you updated with any of the sort of the club races and stuff that we're running or club events um that we're running with with our with our club down here in Cooley. Uh how else? Yeah that that'll do. Yeah, that's <laughs> or, enough. That's uh, enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no medical questions please. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I have one more question to ask you before before I let you go. Right. When did you realise you were quicker than your brother? Oh God, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm never faster than him. All right. Are you good? Are you trying to start a war here? No, no. Uh, it's just. I just thought. You must yeah, have asked that. No, I just. Oh no, it was just because you were chatting there earlier, but always chasing after your brother. I thought it'd be a good one because I thought you know if you were if you beat him in a race, then you know that date would be like permanent in, in your head. Yeah. That is that's that's a very good question, and I I I I cannot honestly answer. And I have a sneaking I have a sneaking suspicion it was Mallow, that first race in in Mallow in two thousand and six. But I I will uh, I, I will see what he says. But, uh, but the, the official answer is I'm not faster than him. He lets me win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, here, listen, me. Thanks so much for coming on. It has been a blast to have a chat with you. Jesus, um, yeah. And it's really cool. I think mountain biking in Ireland is so, it's just so exciting at the minute. Um, it's it's amazing. It's it's like from where it's come from, from, you know, fully rigid bikes and all the, you know, you know, very, very, you know, you'd go out on the bike and never, ever meet anybody <laughs> to like meeting multiple people on the trails. Now it's just class. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It's cool. And, you know, it's so good because we, you know, it's all down to to characters like yourself and like Glenn, and I suppose chain reaction being based here is a big thing as well. Yeah. Um. You know, so all those things have come together. The trail centres we have are amazing. Um. It's exciting times. I'm I'm so I'm so stoked. I'm kind of uh, involved in it. To in be honest. In the middle of it all. Yeah. 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 You, you should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's it exciting times indeed. Well, here, listen, thanks so much again. I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed your time on the podcast and having a chat and stuff. Yeah, I'm such a chatterbox. It's mad. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have anything to talk about and then I have to shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, people want to hear it. It's cool. You know, there's a lot of people want to hear the, the older stories and things that have happened in the past. So it's, it's cool. It's really good. Back in my day, back in my day. That's we it. didn't have brakes, we didn't have anything. <laughs> you remember the days you used to stick your trainer down in between the top? Oh, the... <laughs> my, my, actually, actually, now that we're doing this, now that we're doing back in my day, in my very first bike had solid rubber wheels. 
you know wow. those? Do you remember those? That yeah. It didn't have, that was my very first bike as a kid. Was It didn't have, you know, tires. It had uh-huh. these, oh, it was the most painful thing to, to ride. It rattled like, like hell. Yeah. 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 But it was very cool orange. It was like a, a, a shiny orange. Cool. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the next thing. It's tubes. It was those tubes, tubeless. Then we'll yeah. go buy those. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't punch them. Yeah, that much. <laughs> Classic, brilliant. Well, here, thanks so much, Maeve. Um, have a good evening there, and I'll speak to you in the near future. Next, when I'm back over in Ireland, I'll definitely say hello when I, when you go past me on the trail. <laughs> oh, right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers. Take care. Bye. That's it for episode number 81, folks. I hope you enjoyed that, Maeve. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It was awesome to get you on the podcast. I know people have been reaching out to you and um, people have been getting involved and loved hearing your story. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I need to get more of you girls and guys on the podcast. I need to get more of you guys on to tell us what it was like back in the day because if you don't know your history, you don't know your future. So we, we need to look at that in more detail. Um, but thanks so much again for coming on and guys if you want to know a wee bit more about Maeve and about what she's getting up to just go to the show notes you'll find them at mtb-tribe.com and just search through the episodes you'll find Maeve's episodes number 80 and number 81 and um, there's some more info in there there's some links there's some videos of Maeve etc so um, just quick easy access for you so thanks so much now if you want to get more involved you can follow us on socials we are on instagram at mtb tribe we're over twelve thousand followers on instagram that's definitely where i'm most kind of productive and you can also get us on facebook at mtb tribe otherwise just go to the website mtb-tribe.com you can subscribe get one email a week i won't bombard you with emails and it's just a little synopsis of who's coming on the show and what you can expect from that episode also if you listen via itunes please subscribe and review the show helps get it out to other listeners and helps get it out to guys that are interested in mountain biking and getting back on the trail so please do that that is the best way to help the show just share it on your socials share it with friends tell anybody you think that may be interested in listening to the podcast and um, i would really appreciate it if you do that and help the podcast out also if you listen via stitcher podbean and now spotify and spotify i think guys is going to get quite big in the podcast game because they just bought gimlet media and um, they're going to really go in heavily to the whole uh, podcast thing over the next six or eight months i would say so you can check it out there it's very easy it's free download it onto your phone and uh, you can listen via there so thanks again for being part of the tribe guys i really do appreciate it and i'll join you next week for another episode of the mtv tribe podcast but until then stay safe on the trails and stay on the pedals not on the dirt